the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us rise to our feet. Get ready to praise God in this temple today. God is awesome. We are made in his image. Amen. How many of you believe you're made in the image of God? We are created to praise him. Hallelujah. Worthy is the king who conquered the grave. 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 Worthy is the king who conqu
give him praise. Hallelujah. We serve a big God. We serve a faithful God. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. He is a faithful God, and he watches over his word to perform it. All his promises are yes and amen.
God said it, then that settles it. That means that is done. All we have to do is receive it in Jesus' name. How many believe that today? We say yes to your promises.
Come on, let's give God glory for his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, let's open up our mouths and give God praise. Come on, let's give him glory. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. Hallelujah. We rest in his promises. Our confidence is his faithfulness. Father, we thank you that the word declares that your mercies are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. Glory to God. 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 There's one thing we can always count on. And that is the faithfulness of God. Amen. Father, we honor you and love you today. We bless your holy name. We thank you that all your promises are yes and amen. You've already said yes. You've already said so be it. So we rest in those promises today. And we get great confidence from your faithfulness. So, Father, we thank you that the spirit of the living God is in this room, is on the inside of every believer. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But, Father, we thank you that your word declares that you inhabit the praises of your people. So you're in the midst. Glory to God. And we're in your presence. And in your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. So now we receive the fullness. The jam-packed, pressed-in fullness of joy right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we thank you for your ministry to your people. Thank you that lives have already been touched and changed. And we give you praise for transformed lives in Jesus' name. And Father, I want to give you thanks in advance that the healer is in the house today. Praise God. Glory to God. The healer is in the house today. And so we have, oh, glory to God. Great expectation of a move of God and a manifestation of the power of God that will change, transform, rearrange whatever is out of order in the lives of people. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a shout this morning? Can we give the Lord a shout this morning? Come on, let's give him a good shout of praise. Yeah, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, good morning to, your, to you all. Before you're seated, we want to take this opportunity to welcome all of our first-time guests. So if you're visiting with us for the very first time on this morning, 
on behalf of Pastor Fry, myself, and the partners of Faith Christian Center International, we say welcome to you. When you came in, you should have received a welcome packet. Inside of this packet is information on how we can minister to you and your family. Additionally, on the inside of the packet is a connect card. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to fill it out in its entirety and then take it back to the welcome center where you received it because we have a special gift for you being with us here on this morning. We believe that your visit here is not by chance, but by divine appointment because we have already prayed for you. And our prayer and declaration is that you're going to have an encounter with God during our morning service and also have the FCCI experience. So before you're seated, our partners and our friends want to meet you and greet you in the name of the Lord. Good morning, FCCI. Here are this week's announcements. Partners and friends, join us at our first Wednesday celebration service on Wednesday, February 6th at 7 p.m. It will be an amazing time of praise and worship, the taught word, and fellowship. Remember, one encounter with God can change everything. See you there. Here at FCCI, we believe God has an incredible purpose for your life and the growth track is designed to help you connect with that purpose. If you've recently joined the ministry, are considering joining the ministry, or just want more information about FCCI, we invite you to attend Growth Track 101 on Sunday, February 3rd, following the morning service. Refreshments and childcare will be provided. Stop by the Welcome Center located in the lobby for more information and to sign up. The church has left the building. 
We are excited to relaunch our community evangelism outreach, which will take the gospel and the healing power of God to the streets of our community. If you have a desire to see people saved and to experience miracles, signs, and wonders, then you must be a part of this effort. Sign up at the Welcome Center located in the lobby to receive more information. Join other partners and friends for Victorious Mornings, a 15-minute weekly call each Monday at 6 a.m. Start your week seeking God, being uplifted, strengthened, and encouraged through the Word of God while developing an intimate time with God. To take advantage of this impactful opportunity, simply call 605-468-8860 and enter the code 198-051. The Bible says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Let's get on one accord and experience victory through the power of the Word of God. Partners and friends, our Love and Search Outreach team is kicking off this new year by serving the Charlottesville community in partnership with Loaves and Fishes Food Pantry and Pachin. During the months of January and February, there will be four opportunities to reach people from all walks of life in our community. This is a great way for you to take the love of Christ beyond these four walls and see lives transformed through the love and power of God. For more information and to sign up, please stop by the Welcome Center located in the lobby. Happy birthday and happy anniversary to everyone born and or married in the month of February. May God bless you with many, many, many more in Jesus' name. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are buzzing with inspirational quotes, up-to-date news, and videos. As a matter of fact, take out your mobile devices and connect with us now. You'll be glad you did. Details for all other events can be found by visiting FCCI.life. Check it out today so you'll be in the right place at the right time with the right people. God bless and enjoy the rest of the service. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want to follow up on one of the announcements we had from my love and search, our love and search, love and serve uh, outreach um, uh, team. They have been uh, partnering with uh, local uh, community agencies uh, to help them do uh, their mission and assignment for uh, the community of Charlottesville. And so uh, we got a note from the Loaves and Fishes Food Pantry, and I just want to share it with you just to let you know how uh, we're making impact in the community uh, of Charlottesville. Uh, it's written to our, our Lover and Serve coordinator, who is uh, Sister Keisha John. Love and serve. I, that's what I say, right? What did I say? Love and serve. Everybody say love, love and, serve. and serve. Say love, love and serve. Is that not what I'm saying? It didn't sound like it? Okay, love and serve outreach team. Y'all got that? Praise Jesus. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hit it up by Sister Keisha John. So why don't you stand, Sister Keisha, just to let people know who y'all. Praise God. She's doing a great job spearheading this effort, but uh, she got an email from the Love and, uh, Love and Fishes 
Loaves and fishes. Great day. Loaves and fishes food pantry. It says, it was a pleasure to meet you at last night's volunteer shift at Loaves and Fishes. I want to thank you and Faith Christian Center International for your ongoing commitment to helping out Loaves and Fishes so we can better serve our community. Based on our conversation last night, it would be wonderful to see if FCCI would be interested in getting more deeply involved with our mission. I would like to personally invite you, your pastor, and any other leaders of your faith-based group to come and take a formal tour of our facility to see how we work to feed our community. Either through an official visit tour or an opportunity to meet you in person, we would like to continue the conversation from last night to see if we can grow our relationship with FCCI. Please let us know if there's a date in the future that might work for you. If you're interested in the tour, the best time is that during our, one of our shifts or anyone from FCCI can really see how we impact the community. Let's give God praise for the efforts of, come on, let's give God a good praise. Amen. Now, that lets me know that what we're doing with them is making a difference in the lives of people. Amen. And so uh, they wouldn't invite us to be more deeply involved if we wouldn't do our part. Amen. So I just wanted to bring that up to let you know that, listen, our ministry expands way beyond just the services that we have on Sunday and Wednesday and these four walls. We are truly making a difference in the lives of people because our assignment is to reach people, to teach people, and to transform lives through the love and power of God. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's prepare our hearts to receive uh, morning times and offerings. Minister Dave, you coming? Uh, praise the Lord. All right, let's receive Minister Dave and prepare our hearts to give. Praise God. Everyone? Whoa. How's everybody doing? It's good to know that we're making impact in the community. Amen? We're not all about what's inside these four walls. It's about taking what's inside these four walls and out there. Amen? That's how you change a city, folks, and that's what we're all about. Not just this city, but any city that will welcome us. Amen? So we're going to uh, continue worshiping God with tithes and offerings today. It is a tithe. It is a worship unto God. So let's just go to Proverbs chapter... Um, Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, and we'll start at verse 9. <clears throat> Honor the Lord with your substance, and with the first fruits of all your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst out with new wine. So when you choose to honor God by bringing the top 10% of your income, and, and however he leads you above that, he sees that honor. And, God, and Jesus said, those that honor me, I will honor. You want God to honor you in the financial realm? Then you honor him in the financial realm. We love him because he first loved us. He's already made his move to love us, even in the financial realm. The biggest thing we need to start doing is rejoicing where we are right now in the financial realm. Thank God for what you have instead of complaining about what you don't have. Start praising God for what you have instead of complaining about what you don't have, and that'll be an honor to him, and that's where increase starts coming. That's where increase starts coming. So when you honor him with your tithes, when you honor him by giving him offerings, he's going to see to it that you increase. And let's turn to Philippians chapter 4 real quick. See, we've already sung about he's faithful to his promises. Find out what he's promised you financially, folks. Do you even let him in, in, get involved in your financial life? When you tithe and give offerings, you're letting him get involved. You're opening up the opportunity for him to bless you. 
He's already blessed you, but what happens in the financial realm is when you honor him in that realm, he's going to honor you in that realm as well. So Philippians chapter 4, we'll start with um, verse 15. Now you Philippians, talking to a church at Philippi, it could apply to the church at Charlottesville. Know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity. Not because I desire a gift. Paul is saying, I don't desire the gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. account. See, when you tithe and give offerings, you're putting money into your heavenly account that you use your faith to pull out and bring it into your natural account. So what you and I need to do is continue to tithe, continue to give, knowing that we're filling up our heavenly account, using our faith. When our heavenly account starts overflowing, it'll overflow into our natural bank accounts, plural. Amen? Your faith pulls the, what's in the invisible realm into the visible realm. You want to see your bank accounts change on the earth, then start filling up your heavenly account through tithes and offerings. Now listen to this. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your, or your account. But I have all in abound. I am full, having received of Epaphrodite the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. God's well-pleased when you tithe and give. And listen to this. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This whole year at SCCI, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And that glory is where your needs are going to get met. In the glory of God is how your needs get met. Yes, work. Yes, tithe. Yes, give. But always do it believing. Believing that the next day is going to be increased. But if I don't see that, then what do I do? Keep believing until you see increase. You don't pull back your faith just because one day didn't go the way you want it to go. You keep believing, and you keep doing what you know to do, and, to, and the, hey, you'll be better off at the end of the year, and you don't have to wait till the end of the year, because our God is faithful to his promises. Amen? Let's rejoice and give him praise right now. Give him praise. It's time to rejoice when it's time to give, because God loves cheerful giving. And he's making all grace abound towards you, that you have all sufficiency in all things. And this is the year of unspeakable joy, full of glory, and also the year of having. Dr. Fry got it from the Lord. So the year of having means we have to have all grace sufficiently abounding towards us so that we always have all sufficiency in all things. Amen? As I said, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I'm not preaching or teaching trying to get you to tithe. I'm assuming you're doing it already. I'm just encouraging you what you can receive and what you can believe for as you tithe and give. Amen? Ushers, go ahead and pass out the envelopes. Hallelujah. The ways to give are up on the screen. If you're giving cash, please take an a offering envelope so you can be receipted on your giving. Make checks payable to FCCI. The other ways are up here on the screen as well. Hallelujah.
I just can't get away from this. Start rejoicing over your finances. Start rejoicing over them. But I don't have anything to rejoice about. Do it by faith. And you'll see a change. Rejoice. Be glad. Rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. That strengthens you to keep your faith applied until you see the change that you're believing for. Amen? I, I just can't get away from it. Rejoice over your finances, folks. Rejoice over them. Wherever you are, you rejoice over them. You'll see more. Now, this confession that we say, we say it believing that what we say comes to pass as we're saying it. So lift your tithes and offerings up to him, and we'll just say this together. Father God, I thank you for providing resources for me and my family to participate in this supernatural opportunity to worship you through giving. Everything I have belongs to you, and I gladly honor you by returning the tithe, the top 10% of my income. I receive the windows of heaven blessing and the multiplication of finances and favor in my life. As I give, I am trusting you with my finances, and I declare that there is never a situation or season where there is not more than enough. There is always more than enough, there is always more than enough. There is always more than enough. For everything you have given me and my family to do, there is always more than enough. All debts are canceled. God says so. It won't be long now in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed as you cheerfully give today. As you're giving today, we want to uh, recognize and celebrate with some special guests we have with us on today. If you are celebrating a birthday or anniversary in the month of February, we want to celebrate and rejoice with you on today. So if that's you, you're celebrating the birthday or anniversary in the month of February, would you stand now so we can recognize you and celebrate you on today? Come on. Yeah, look at that. Come on, stand up all over the place. Praise God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Praise God. So we have all birthdays. Any anniversaries? Any anniversaries? Okay, got an anniversary. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. How many years? Two years. Come on, let's give it up for two years. Wow. Praise God. How many years? 32 years. Let's give it up for 32 years. Amen. All the rest are uh, anniversary. How many years? 28 years. Come on. Praise God. Any other anniversaries? Any other? Okay. The rest are birthdays, right? Rest of birthdays. Anybody on stage? Okay. All right. What's it? Anniversary? Oh, birthday. Birthday. Both of your birthdays? Birthday, birthday. And Mrs. Ezekiel? Okay. Praise God. All right. All right. You're going to have to play for yourself, doc. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. All right. So we want to celebrate with you uh, on today. So our praise team has a special song prepared for you on today. So uh, receive it, and we declare and decree that you'll have many, many more in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Remain standing as they minister the song. Praise God. Take it away. Take it away.
right, everyone join in, everyone join in. Come on, let's celebrate today. Come on, come on, come on. Praise God, praise God. Now, if you're here with your spouse and you're celebrating the anniversary, you cannot be seated until you salute them. That means you have to kiss them because we love marriages here at FCCI. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, go ahead and take care of your business. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, go <laughs> Glory to God.
Let me 
everyone to stand please can I ask everyone to stand please praise God praise God and if you're able this morning lift one or both hands whatever you can if you're able if you're physically able this morning I need you to lift at least one hand, both as you, if you can. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, we, we're taught, and it's, and it's right, we're taught, and it's right, that we, are, we stand and we, we respect important positions, and it's right. Some positions demand respect. 
and we should give it so. But we got to learn also to respect and reverence and honor the presence of God. And when you're in a moment like this, we can't short the presence of God and do less than we would do for a natural person. He's God Almighty. There's none other like Him. He's the only true and living God. He's the source of all of our strength. He's the source of all of our intellect. He's the source of everything. And we need to be, learn to be sensitive and reverence His presence. So I'm going to ask you just for about another half a minute or so, just from your own heart, let's just honor God today. Let's just reverence His presence today. Just tell Him thank you if you don't, can't think of anything else. Let Him know how much you appreciate Him. You're here today because of the goodness of God. Amen. 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 Oh God, we bless you. Oh God, we honor you. Oh God, we praise you. Oh God, we thank you. Oh God, we reverence you. Oh God, we extol you. Oh God, we magnify you. Oh God, we lift you up. Oh God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you that you know our name. Praise God. So now, Father, as we approach the Word of God, we thank you that you've given me utterance in the Holy Spirit to speak a now word to your people. I declare and decree every heart and every mind is here, ready to hear, receive, and then do the living Word of God. And Father, we thank you for healing, healing mercies on today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Turn and tell somebody, God bless you. And now let's get into this word. Come on. Tell them God bless you. Now let's get into this word. Praise God. Amen. If you brought your Bibles, we're going to look quickly at John chapter number 10. And then we're going to move into Psalms 107. John chapter number 10 and then Psalm 107. Uh, this is our year of enjoyment. Praise God. 2019 is our year of enjoyment. Glory to God. It's going to be our year that we renew our joy, and it's going to be a year of having. Praise God. We're going to begin to receive in natural manifestation, not in the spirit, but in natural manifestation, those things we have believed God for. Amen. Somebody, amen. Shout, it's my time. I said, shout it. All right, that's a little better. Praise God. John 10.10 10 in the Amplified says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Now, we've already exposed the main things that he tries to steal from each of us is, number one, the Word of God, and then number two, your faith. Because the Word of God is your victory in seed form. 
without the word, you will not win. Okay, praise the Lord. I mean, you, you, may, you may not agree with it, but I'm telling you, without the word, you will not win. Praise God. All right, then number two, the faith, your faith, because the Bible says faith is the victory. So now if he can steal the word, and if he can steal your faith, then you're going to be living a defeated life. And let me tell you something, the devil doesn't mind you living a defeated life. He doesn't care. He, you can live 100 years a defeated life, he doesn't care, because you, you are no threat to his kingdom. But once you start a, a, approaching the, the victory line, boy, he pulls out all stops to try to stop you because he understands that he's about to, have to experience some loss in his kingdom once you have victory. Amen? Praise God. But the, can, the verse continues, it says, I came that they may have and enjoy life. Say with me this morning, enjoy life. And have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Praise God. In abundance to the full until it overflows. Lean on over to a neighbor and say, neighbor, you don't know how blessed you are because I let you sit by me today. No, no, no. We're not finished yet because I'm about to overflow because I'm about to overflow. Yeah, yeah. See, see. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, we don't just, we just don't become full. We overflow because God wants us to put something on somebody else. Amen. And we can't do that if we just have just enough for ourselves. That's why the life of overflow is the will of God for your life. Amen. So we've shared several things on this subject of the joy of the Lord. We talked about um, joy in many different facets. Uh, we gave you a definition of what joy was. We said joy was a spiritual force of strength that flourishes best when times are strenuous daunting and tough. See, you don't really need the joy of the Lord when things are well because happiness is sustaining you. But see, when things don't go as well as you want them to go, that's when you need to dig deep and grab hold of the joy of the Lord because that's going to help you stand in spite of how things look. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. And so we ended up last week uh, just encouraging you uh, to how to maintain this joy. And we have to make a decision based upon the book of James to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations, trials, and tests. So when we find, we find ourselves in those difficult spots and those challenging spots in life, the Bible says we are still to count them as joy. Why? Because we can learn some things and we can develop through tough times. Now, God is not sending tough times. He's not sending bad things. He's not testing or tempting you in any way, but things do happen in life. But, but praise God, the good news is he doesn't leave you even in the tough times. So God is still working in you and working through you to perfect some things while you're being challenged so you can come out better on the other side. And so because of that, I can count it joy. I don't count joy for the situation, but I count it joy that I'm better, I'm bigger, and I'm stronger, praise God, because I came through. Everybody shout this morning, I'm coming through, I'm coming through. Yeah, yeah, we're not stopping, camping out, we're not building dwelling places and challenging places. No, we're coming through because we're going to end up winning in everything, amen? Praise God. But um, it's, it, the Lord impressed upon me uh, literally on Sunday afternoon after we left service uh, on, on last week uh, about a situation that I believe that many people are experiencing in their lives. And uh, so much so that 
I, I'm, I'm led to minister uh, to some people today through the Spirit and the power of God because I believe that people will be totally set free uh, on today in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise God. But let me take my time and walk through a little bit of the Word because, see, we, we have no hope and we have no faith if we don't have a Word on it. See, people who are outside the Word, they live, they're really living hopeless lives. Their, their, their hope is in man who is always fickle. Their hope is in uh, a government that's always fickle. And so really their life is hopeless. But see, that's why we want to dig in and get a word on everything that we're facing and everything we're dealing with because if we have the word on it, praise God, we have hope or expectation for change or for victory. Is everybody with me this morning? Praise God. So Psalm 107, Psalm 107, verse number 20. I want to share a couple of words with you. Uh, on a couple of scriptures on you this, with you this morning so that we can have a good basis of our faith uh, on today. Praise God. All right? Psalms 107, verse number 20. Let me know when you get there, please. The King James ver Version says, He, God, sent His Word and did what? And did what? Healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, man, that, that, that verse by itself is full of power. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. So as we share the word of God today, I believe that there's going to be some healing taking place even as we're sharing the word. So he sent it, and, and, and I, don't, I didn't put in my uh, notes for the sake of time, but over in, in Isaiah 55, the Bible says that whatever word comes out of God's mouth it accomplishes exactly what he sent it to do. So now, if he sent his word to heal, then someone's going to be healed when they receive the word. Are y'all hearing me? Then Matthew 9, verse number 35, talking about the ministry of Jesus. Um, Jesus walked the earth as a man, anointed of God. So Jesus had to appropriate the anointing just like you and I have to appropriate the anointing in our lives. He was not God in the earth, even though he is God. He was not God in the earth. He was a man anointed by God in the earth. We see that from Scripture, that when he was baptized, the Bible says the Spirit came upon them as a dove, and then he, he, uh, he launched his ministry. There's no notable miracles in Jesus' life before the Spirit came on him. Read your Bible. Study your Bibles. Amen? So he was not God in the earth. He was the Son of God, a man anointed of God in the earth. Are you hear what I'm saying? So now, Matthew 9, 35, the Bible says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages. What did he do? Teaching in their synagogues. What else did he do? Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and what? Healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Even Jesus himself anointed of God without measure, had to teach the word before people could receive the word. Is this making sense? So now, that's why we're taking our time to lay out the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And once you hear the word, you can attach your faith to that and then pull that word that you have faith in into your life for manifestation. Praise God. Y'all with me this morning. All right? So now, the word, it's the word, praise God, that will get you healed and the word will keep you healed. 
Amen. Praise God. Let's go to the Proverbs because how did we get here? We, how, did we, how, did, how did I get to this place or how did I, how did I get to this, uh, this impressioning of the Lord? We're going to see this over in Proverbs chapter 4, a uh, real, real important verse of Scripture that I, that I need you to get and understand because it's going to be a part of your receiving, but it's also going to be a part of you maintaining what you get today. Amen. Got it? So Proverbs chapter number 4, uh, and I'm just going to read one verse for sake of time, but it begins talking about my son, attend to my words, uh, decline, not, decline not yourself from my sayings. It, that, that's, that's the context of it. But verse 23 is what I want to look at in the Amplified Translation. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep and guard your what? Your what? Your heart with all vigilance. Uh, vigilance, vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. So the Bible says that we are to keep and to guard our heart. Now that word keep, guard, that means to protect, it means to maintain, it means to, uh, 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 to garden it, to work it, uh, all kinds of things. So the Bible says we are to keep and guard our heart with all vigilance. Now that word vigilance means that we ought to protect it against uh, danger. Okay? We ought to protect our hearts against danger. So we need to make sure that we live, live our lives and we are in the proper atmosphere and around the proper people hearing the right things so that we can keep a guard over our heart to keep it from danger. And he says, in this particular passage of Scripture, says, above all other things that you guard, you need to guard your heart. Because Jesus says, guard your ears. He says, guard your eyes. He, say, he, said, he tells us to guard other things. But this Scripture is telling us that above all of that, we ought to guard our what? Heart. Okay? Now, the heart then is the production center of our life. It is the innermost being. It is our core. It is our, it is our seat of our understanding. That's where the heart is. And so the Bible is saying to us that we ought to guard our hearts above anything else. Why? Because out of it, out of what? Out of our hearts flow the what? Issues of life. Okay? So now, we have in our lives those things which has been on deposit in our heart. So your life has been built by the substance that you have allowed and put in your heart. Okay, you got to catch this. Because we're dealing with things, and we're challenged with things, and we're, 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 we're experiencing things because of what's on the inside of us, not necessarily what's on the outside of us. Now, what's on the outside of us triggers what's on the inside of us to get a reaction. See, now, if, see, if you have an anger issue and someone does something externally, all it does is it flips a switch of anger that's on the inside of you and then you react in anger. But what we do, because we don't understand how we're made and we don't understand where the production center is, we will place blame on he, him, who made us angry, 
instead of saying that it's anger in me. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? And so we, only, we, we are only going to rise and we're only going to go to the limitation of that which we put in our hearts. You're hearing this. Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So if there's no prosperity on the inside, then there's not going to be any prosperity on the outside. Is everybody catching this? So now I got to understand that my heart, my heart is the birthplace of all increase. My heart is the birthplace of decrease. My heart is the birthplace of victory. My heart is the birthplace of defeat. See, 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 you already win, but if you put defeat in your heart, you're going to manifest defeat even though you're on the winning side. And see, we have been so, so, I don't want to use that word, so let me find another word. Uh, so having a lack of knowledge. I had to get around, I had to get around the word that I wanted to use because the word I wanted to use was ignorant. But I thought you may be received, you know, so full of lack of knowledge that that's why I used that, but I really wanted to say ignorant. Everybody good? I didn't use ignorant, but I wanted to say ignorant, so I used full of lack of knowledge. Because we've been so full of lack of knowledge as it relates to our hearts being our production center, we sometimes don't even realize and recognize what are the entrance places to our heart. How does stuff get in? Because if I don't understand how stuff got in, I can't keep stuff out. And if I can't keep stuff out, then I can't guard what the scripture says that I, I should guard above everything else. Okay? So, Pastor, then what are the entry places in heart, to your heart? I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. First of all, it's what you see. Tell your neighbor, say, it's what you see, it's what you see, it, what you're looking at, what you're looking at, okay? All right? So now, if you spend most of your time looking at stuff that communicates to you or gives you vision. See, there's a reason why we don't call the, the screen that we watch just telly. We call it television because what it's designed to do is to tell the vision of the producer of the show that you're watching. So you're capturing the vision of whomever produced the show, and you're receiving it through your eyes. So you're seeing things. And those things that you see are being deposited. Oh, Lord. Anybody here ever said something like, I got to get home. I can't miss my show. This was before DVR times. I, I, know, I know we prosperous and we, and we just got it on record and you watch it whenever you want to. But this is, you know, some time ago. I, I got to go. I got to go my show on. 
So what have you done? You've given place to that show to give you vision. And that vision is being deposited into your heart. And now when you go to pull something out of your heart, guess what you're going to pull up out of it? Something similar to what you've been depositing in there from that vision that you've been just given. Anybody ever been watching TV and, had a, and, and you were satisfied? You had just ate. You had just ate. You had just ate, and then uh, 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 a restaurant commercial come on, and they put the, all the best-looking food up on the... T you, that food don't look like that when you get to the restaurant. Big old fat sizzling steak, and you sitting there like, man, I'm hungry. You wasn't hungry before that commercial came on because that commercial gave you a vision. And you caught that vision and you put it on the inside of you. So that's number one. Number two is your hearing. What you hearing? What are you hearing? Are you putting yourself around people that are talking lack, defeat, struggle, complaining, murmuring? Or are you putting yourself around people that are speaking victory, life, prosperity, and healing? Because depending upon what you're listening to, that's what's getting on the inside of you through your ear gates down into your heart. Is everybody catching me so far? And then the third, third way is what you say. And what you say is probably the most powerful part of this whole thing. What we see is powerful. Sometimes we can see some things and we know we should, we like, mm, mm, man, I shouldn't have saw that. But we still see that thing weeks later, don't we? We hear something, oh man, I should never heard that, but we still hear it weeks later. But I tell you what, when you start saying what's, what you see or hear, that's when the planting starts in your heart. Because you plant with words. So when you see the news broadcaster, flu is up 17% this year, and then you say out your mouth, well, I guess I'm going to get the flu. Uh, yeah, yeah, some of y'all saying no, but some of y'all been said it. I know you've been said it. The next thing you know, you get a little symptoms. Hey, uh, hey, see what I'm saying? See, see what I told you? I told you that I was about to get the flu. All you got is a little nasal drip and you calling it the flu. Because you captured, you caught what was being spoken and then you planted it with your words. And now whatever you plant is now in the, in the seed bed of your heart and it's going to bring up some fruit. Okay, y'all not catching it. Let me, let, me, let me show you what Jesus said because y'all might believe Jesus more than you believe me. Praise God. Come on. Um, Matthew uh, 12. I think in Matthew 12. Is that what y'all have? Matthew 12, 35. All right, go to Matthew 12, 35. Yeah, look at this. All right, now this, this is Jesus talking now, okay? This is Jesus. So Jesus trumps me, okay? So now, a good man, what does it say? A good man out of the good treasure of his what? Of his what? Of his heart brings forth what? And an evil man out of the evil treasure, now the, the, the context is of his heart, brings forth what? Evil things. Folks, listen, I don't care how hard you try or how hard you pray. If you have evil in you, you're only going to bring evil up out of you. 
You can act nice for a, for a minute, but evil is on its way. Because how can you be in service, I'm going to praise the Lord, hallelujah, and then go outside and not even get in your car and cuss somebody out? Because of what's on deposit. But now, he says now, out of the good treasure of a person's heart, he brings good, good things. So now, a person that's positive good, what's, what is he going to produce? Good things. Now, now I've got to spend a few moments on this because this is key critical to your receiving healing today for those who I want to minister to and also maintaining this. Because if God brings you out, you've got to stay out. Does everybody follow me? So say, my heart is the birthplace of all my increase as well as Decrease. Say, my heart is the production center of my life. Anybody here, uh, maybe this is not so much in Charlottesville, uh, maybe years ago uh, when it was more industrial. Uh, anybody uh, seen a factory with some big, uh, big smokestacks? Anybody seen that before? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's popular up in like uh, Pennsylvania area and those kind of things where it's more industrial. They got these big old factories, and they just pump out. They just pump out smoke and stuff out of these things, all right? Now, the challenge has been that those things have been pollutants to the air, right? Now, if you take that factory and shut it down in the city that it's in and go to another city across the nation and build the same kind of factory, and manufacture the same thing, you're going to have the same pollutants there than you did in the previous location. Why? Because it's what's coming out of the factory that's causing the pollution, not what's on the outside of the factory. It's in the environment, not the environment. And so why do I say that? Because people think that their life will be better in a bigger city. But if they don't change what's in their heart, they can change location and they're going to produce the exact same thing they did in the small town. Mm-mm. Jesus. So it's not the trans, it's not the relocation, it is the restoration renewal of what's on the inside of you. That's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind. Because you think like what's in your heart. How's it going, Proverbs? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Y'all see that? And so now, if you don't renew your mind, you can come up here and have the most wonderful experience with God. But if you don't change what's in your mind, if you don't change what's in your thinking, and you don't change what's in your heart, 
You're going to march right back out here and produce the exact same thing, and it will be within days you'll be right back strapped where you used to be. Are y'all hearing me this morning? That's why I'm taking time on this, because I want this thing, this, I want what you receive today to be permanent. I don't want you to be happy for a day and tomorrow be struggling because you didn't make a decision to fix some stuff on the inside of you. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Praise God. All right, now, now, yeah, y'all got it? I say, y'all got it? You got it. Say, what's in me determines what I see outside of me. Because we're inside out people. We're not outside in people. The external is not your issue. The internal is. And the internal is the toughest place. It's one of the most difficult places for people to look. It's within themselves. You like to go to the mayor and talk about who you're upset with. You don't want to go to the mayor and talk about why you're upset. Why are, you ups- why are you so upset? Yeah, you and the mayor. Why are you upset? Why are you so upset? Why are you so bothered with this? Well, see, if they did, if they did treat me right, I tell you why. They did, they did, they did, they did. No, no, no. Why are you so upset? Well, I'm so upset because of what they did. No, 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 no. Why are you upset? Oh. Oh. I'm upset because I allowed this to get into my hearing this to get into my eyes, this to get into my mind, this to come out of my mouth. I'm upset because I created something and I planted something in my heart and now I'm bearing the fruit of it and I don't like it. But see, that's for big boys and that's for big girls. Babies want to say, mommy, mommy, so-and-so did. We hear that quite often in our home lately. And it's a natural course of things because of immaturity. But there's got to be a place, folks, that you got to be big enough to say, you know what? I'm mad because I mishandled this situation. I mishandled this situation. I mishandled my reaction to what just happened. I, I mishandled that. And I let some stuff in, and I spoke some stuff out of my mouth that got me in a bad place. God, I repent, I release it, I believe you for cleansing me from all unrighteousness, and I'm changing today in Jesus' name. You hear what I'm saying? That's a whole lot better than spending weeks, months, and years blaming somebody because they triggered something that was on the inside of you. Because all of us have buttons. Like, Bill, don't get me angry. Some people know how to get you angry. And until you close that door, they're going to keep on getting you angry. Amen. Amen. Praise. Can we lift one hand and say, thank you, Jesus? Can we lift the other hand and say, glory to God? Everybody all right? You okay? I'm giving you the answer to success in life, y'all. Because what's outside of you cannot stop you, but what's in you can. That means no man, no woman, no situation, no government, nothing can stop you, but you can. 
So stop acting like you can't do something because of what somebody said externally. Start, start building on the inside of you the word of God and, 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 your, and your righteousness and your rights in God. I tell you what, you'll bust through every ceiling and you'll bust through every barrier and you'll overcome every hindrance in the name of Jesus. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Stop living behind the stereotypes that you only can get so far because you meet this, these certain, or you have these certain characteristics. No, my life is not defined by what other people say. My life is defined only by what God has said and what I believe he said about me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I say you hearing what I'm saying. Glory to God. Stand up, man. On the inside. Y'all looking like, should I say that? Is he asking me to stand up? Should I stand up? Should I stay seated? What should I do? Praise God. Amen. Let's go here. Isaiah 53. We're almost where we need to be. Praise God. So I'm impressed today this, to minister to people who are experiencing a broken heart. This broken heart has come through disappointment and discouragement. And I, I heard broken heart. I'm like, broken heart? What, what is that? And I did a little research and realized that there is such a thing called a broken heart syndrome. This is a literal medical term. Am, am, I, am I right? Thank you. That, that's my medical, my, my medical board right there. So she, she knows I'm, I'm right, praise God. I'm a doctor too, praise God. But um, <laughs> broken heart syndrome, and some of the some of the uh, uh, experiences or effects of it are shown, and it almost it almost mirrors a real heart attack. That you'll get pain in your chest, shortness of breath, hearts working, physical heart working fine. But this broken heart syndrome causes your, your, your body to mirror the symptoms of a real heart attack. And it's from a broken heart. Now, folks, if your heart is your production center and it's broken, then how in the world are you going to experience victory in your life? and the joy of the Lord working from a broken production center. Does that make sense? I had a job years ago. It, uh, my mother, she, she, she helped me get this job uh, at, at the place that she worked, a factory job, and you, we had to put some pipes together and uh, some, some, some uh, industrial pipe cleaner kind of things together. And so my job was to weld a coupling to this long, springy-like thing that went down to the... Um, down into the to pipes and stuff like that, and I had to weld the thing together and then uh, take a little little sandpaper and kind of uh, uh, smooth it all out so that everything is smooth. But every so often there was a person that came around and he had, he had a little ID on it and he was quality control. Couldn't stand when he came around. Because he'd be like, stop, 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 stop. Because you had to work, you had to do so many, so many hours so, so you can keep up with quota. And so he said, stop, 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 stop. Let me, let me check out what you're doing. Now. And he go through and he look and he pull his little thing out and he look and, so, and he said, okay, that one don't work. Okay, all right, that one's good, that one's good, that one's good, that one's good. All right, that, that one don't work. And see, you, you got to smooth this down a little bit more and, and then you'd be okay. 
I'm like, man. Because that worked against my quota. Now I, I got to go back and redo some stuff to catch up and so I can, you know, make sure I get my, get my money, praise God. But what I say all that to say is, is that real natural factories have in place quality control so what comes from the factory is to spec so it will produce the results that it was intended to produce when it gets in the consumer's hand. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So why do I say all that? I say all that say it's because Holy Spirit has been given to us to bring quality checks on what's happening in our hearts. That's why you come here sometimes, folks, and you'll leave out of here saying, that it's like the pastor was talking just to me. Why? Because quality control was on site. And that's not the time to get mad. That's not the time to get all puffed up. That's the time to receive and say, thank you, God, for checking me on this because now what I'm producing can, can get me the results that I intend to have on the outside. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. So, broken heart. So if your heart is the birthplace of your increase and the birthplace of your decrease, and the heart is a production center of your life, then you're, 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 you can't expect to have the kind of life that God wants you to have working from a broken system. And the enemy has brought situations and circumstances in our life. And based upon our responses and reaction to it, it has in some cases broken our heart. And as we continue to live with a broken heart, the enemy doesn't even have to mess with you anymore because he understands that you can't produce something good out of a broken system. And what he does is he sends people and he sends things to reinforce where you are in your heart to keep you where you are. But I'm, I'm here to announce freedom is in the house today. I said freedom is in the house today in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53. Because provision for healing of the broken heart is specifically mentioned in the healing covenant. I was shocked in this. I was like, glory to God. God, this is it. Isaiah 53, verse number 5, for the sake of time, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are what? Healed. Praise God. Now, now what does this all mean? The Bible says that Jesus was pierced. He was pierced. The Bible says when he was hung, hanging on the cross, he was pierced in his side. He was pierced because of our rebellion. Says you wounded for our transgression. Transgressions means you know what you should be doing, but you're doing what you're not supposed to be doing. That's transgression. And that's a, that's a deeper level of disobedience than sin. Sin is just missing the mark. Transgression is, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want to. That's transgression. And the Bible says Jesus had to be pierced 
because we were, we, were, we were rebellious. Think about it now. He says, it says the Bible says that he was uh, bruised for our iniquity. That means he was crushed. He was crushed for our sins. He was crushed. He was crushed. He was crushed. His, 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 whole, his whole life was crushed because of our sin. Not his, because of, but because of our sin. Then he says the chastisement of our peace was upon them. It means that he was beaten so we could be made whole. And we have no idea. Mankind cannot even come up with the words or the images to even do justice to the beating that Jesus took for you and I. The Bible says that he was beaten so bad that he could, they could not even recognize who he was. They say one place says they, they ripped the beard off of his face. And he was bruised so that we could be made whole. Listen to that. That we could be made whole. So if something is broken, what does it need to be, what does it need? It needs to be made whole. So here's the healing for a, a broken heart. It's right here in the covenant of healing, right here. He was the chastisement of our peace. He was beaten so that we could be made whole, so your broken heart could be mended. Then lastly, he says that he was whipped so we could be healed. And again, again, we have seen, we've seen shows and we've seen documentaries of people being whipped um, because of, uh, uh, of the times of slavery and those kind of things. But listen, folks, that is, in not, that is not in comparison to the, to the whipping that Jesus received. They say he had a cat of nine tails. It was one, one instrument that was, had nine, nine chains attached to it, and on the end of these chains was knives, rocks, broken glass, and they would just go across his back, and they would dig into it, and then they'd rip it down. And, his ho and the back of the person would just open up, open up, just, just folds would just open up. And the Bible says he received that 39 times. His back was ripped open with this cat. Just, just one, yeah, two, yeah. So by the time this whole rib cage was probably exposed, his whole spine was probably exposed from the back. 39 times with this cat of nine tails, and he did it so you could be healed. So why in the world would you go around glorifying sickness and disease when this man received all of this so you could be healed? God's not putting sickness on you. He sent his son through this punishment so that you could be healed. Why would he then put sickness on you? Religion wants you to suffer. The Bible wants you to have a relationship. And when you're in a relationship with a person, you're in a relationship with that person, and you're trusting that that person will not hurt you. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So the healing for a broken heart is already taken care of in the healing covenant. Are y'all with me? One more scripture. One more scripture, and then we'll minister to some people. Praise God. Because I need y'all to get this. Luke 4, 18. Luke 4, 18. If, if, if Isaiah 53 wasn't plain, this is, this is going to be more than plain. 
All right? Luke 4.18. Y'all there? New King James Version says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, or up on me, Jesus talking, because he has anointed me. Everybody say anointed. Now, let me pause there for a second that you understand what anointing means. Anointing means that something was smeared on Jesus. Anointing means you just smear something on. That's why when you put lotion on this morning, you anointed yourself with lotion. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to give you a picture of what he's saying here. The Bible says he was anointed. It was, the, the anointing was smeared on Jesus. Now, most of us in the wintertime, we got to put a little extra on. Pray the Lord. We talked about he knows our name. We can sometimes write our name on praise the Lord. So you're trying to tell me y'all ain't never tried that? Yeah, praise the Lord. Just write a whole note. But what I'm saying, I'm trying to get you to understand that, that God smeared, smeared an anointing on Jesus. Now the anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. Okay, what did I say? Burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. Now, I know in, 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 in the body of Christ circles, people will say the anointing breaks the yoke. It does not break the yoke. The anointing destroys the yoke. How many of you had a favorite, have a favorite coffee cup? It's even stained with coffee. And you drop it in the sink, and the little handle come off. You don't throw that cup away because your coffee don't taste the same in any other cup. What do you do? You go get some crazy glue, some gorilla glue, don't you? And you put it on the side, and you put that thing back together. And you sit there and hold it until you know it's good. Am I right or not? What did you do? You broke that cup. But now, how many of you had dropped it on some concrete outside? And it shattered. You're like, oh, my cup. My cup is gone. So what do you do? You don't go get crazy glue to try to put it back. You just sweep it up. And you put it in trash. Now, am I right? That's the difference between breaking and destroying. So when the anointing comes in your life, it does not just break the, the, the yoke. It destroys it. That means that yoke is no longer there, nor can it come back. Are y'all hearing this? And so the Bible says Jesus smeared, or God smeared on Jesus a power to remove burdens and destroy yokes. Now, the good news is, we who being the body of Christ, that same smearing that was placed on Jesus was placed on us. Glory to God. Let's continue. Let's continue. The Spirit of the Lord is up on me because he has anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to, come on, heal the what? Come on, say it. Heal, come on, say it. Heal the what? Is that not plain or what? Jesus came so that the brokenhearted can be healed. Why? Because, it's because of what we talked about. If your heart is broke, then what comes out of you is going to be broke. I'm not talking about just lack of finance. I'm talking about twisted, skewed. If you're working with a broken heart, you, everything that comes out of you is going to be skewed a certain way based upon the brokenness that's on the inside of you. You catching this? Let me finish the verse. To proclaim liberty to the captives 
and recover his sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Lift your hands and thank God for sending Jesus. Come on, lift your hands and thank God for sending Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Look at that. Preach the gospel to the poor. What's the gospel to the poor? You don't have to be poor no more. That's the good news. To heal the brokenhearted. To set at liberty those who proclaim liberty to the captives and recover a sight to the blind. And liberty to all those that are oppressed. Freedom to all those that are oppressed. That's what Jesus was anointed to do. And also, the Bible follows that up over in, uh, I think, 1 John, in one, uh, 1 John, I think it is, it says that Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. And if he was manifested to destroy the works of the devil, we be manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Are y'all with me this morning? I see you with me this morning. Come on, stand and lift your hands. Let's begin to praise God for his goodness. Let's begin to praise God for the healing covenant and praise God for the healing anointing. Praise God that's already present in this room. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voices. Just give God thanks. Just give God thanks. Just give God thanks. Just give God thanks. Just thank him that he considered, considered, praise God, you when he gave his life. He considered us when he gave his life. He considered our condition. He considered our hurt. He considered our pain. He considered our brokenness when he received stripes and beating in his life. Father, I thank you for the healing covenant. I thank you that with your stripes we are healed and with your stripes we were healed. Thank you, Father. And I give you praise that you made provision for the healing of the brokenhearted in Jesus' name. Praise God. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Before we minister, I want to make sure that everybody here has their spiritual need met. So if you're here this morning and you're not saved, you're not a child of God, then today is your day. This is your time. This is your moment to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says that it's the will of God that all be saved all be saved. Jesus came. We just talked about it. He came. He was beaten. He was bruised. He was pierced. He was crushed. All of that was a part of extending to you salvation. And that salvation comes, the entrance to that, to that salvation comes through the born-again experience. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I'm not born again. But I want to give my life to Jesus today. If that's you, would you boldly lift your hand while you're standing. Say, Pastor, I'm not saved today, I'm, but I want to get saved today. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not saved, but I want to be saved today. Would you pray for me today? Praise God. Praise God. Secondly, today is this. If you're here and you did receive Jesus in your life at one time, but for whatever reason you've fallen out of fellowship, you're not walking with God like you're supposed to. But I have great news for you because God not only forgives us, God also restores us. And it doesn't even matter why you walked away. It doesn't even matter why you fell away. What matters is God loves you and he has made provision to receive you back again in fellowship. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not, my relationship with God is not right, but I want to get it right today. Would you pray for me? If that's you, would you lift your hand today? 
We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. Pastor, my relationship with God is not right. I want to get it right today. Would you pray for me? Glory to God. Okay, then number three today is this. If you want to connect, if you have a desire to connect with this ministry, if you sense a connection with my life as a pastor and this ministry, as a local church, and you want to connect today and become a partner of Faith Christian Center International, I just simply want you to obey God. The Bible tells us that it is God who sets, sets, S-E-T-S, sets the members in the church as it pleases him. So if you're here today and you're sensing that on the inside of you, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Anyone else would say, Pastor, I want to connect with Faith Christian Center International today. If that's you, would you lift your hand today? We want to receive you as a partner of the church in Jesus' name. Is there anyone else? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. If you're watching us on our, our campus today and any of those appeals are for you, we want to hear from you. Would you send us an email to the email address that's on the screen behind me? We want to, uh, the email address is on the screen behind me. We want to hear from you. We want to rejoice with you. We want to pray with you. And we want to get you some information in, into your life so you can start your life with Christ off in the right way. Amen. Praise God. So let's celebrate those that watch us by our campus on today. Praise God. And let's celebrate those who lifted their hand for the appeal today. If you lifted your hand on any of those appeals, would you make your way to your nearest aisle? Our ushers want to escort you to our place of prayer and that you can be ministered to in a very personal way. Come on, let's celebrate them as they're going to the back. Come on, glory to God. Come on, let's give them a good God bless you. Praise the Lord. Yes, indeed. God is good all the time. And we want to rejoice with you. We want to pray with you. And we want to get you some information in, into your life so you can start your life with Christ off in the right way. Amen. Praise God. So let's celebrate those that watch us by our campus on today. Praise God. And let's celebrate those who lifted their hand for the appeal today. If you lifted your hand on any of those appeals, would you make your way to your nearest aisle? Our ushers want to escort you to our place of prayer and that you can be ministered to in a very personal way. Come on, let's celebrate them as they're going to the back. Come on. Glory to God. Come on, let's give him a good God bless you. Praise the Lord. Yes, indeed. God is good. All the time and all the time, God is good. So now, if you're here this morning, and you've been experiencing a broken